We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Therio. Is that a Halloween song? Well, kind of, I guess. It's <laughs> Beat It. Oh, it's... <laughs> like, apparently, I don't know the beginning of that. I'm like, Michael you know, Jackson. this is still summertime. Yeah. We're talking about rate hikes later in the year, but it is still July. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's October not, it, will be here before you know it. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I think mean, you were you thinking know. Thriller. I mean, I don't know what else. It just sounds like a Halloween song. <laughs> sad. Okay. Sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what you do at your house on Halloween, but sure. Play not in July. <laughs> Yeah. If you're looking at me to moonwalk, I mean, I'm not that hip. Oh, I'm, I'm woke you didn't all. say hip. You said woke. woke. Yeah, but I mean, that's what hips is that, are. Is that really a term they woke. use? They, well, of course. Yeah, they. Whoever they are. <laughs> those. Yes. Those, hipsters. Those hipsters. hipsters. Yeah. Younger they, folks. I'm sure they don't call themselves hipsters. Uh, they might mm. not call them. I call them hipsters. I, I want to be one when I grow up. I mean, that's kind of the point of this whole thing. Well, you said you were born I'm in the trying. 30s, right? No, I didn't really say that. I was born 30 years after the 30s. 30 years after the 30s? Okay. About, approximately. But, uh, you know, I knew people that were born in the 1800s. So, you know, when I make references, sometimes I'm not as old as my references, for sure. (laughs) All right. uh, We have a financial show going on here, Shauna. This is very serious. Of course it is. Uh, if people would like to have their questions answered by us, they can call at one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. Leave a message. We'll play that message on the air and answer right behind it. Or they can call and talk to our producer Kelly Lynn seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. That, by the way, is also the number where they can reach Shauna, or they reach can reach us, right? Peter. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you guys uh, have specific questions, you. I uh, wouldn't want to ask on the air, but you do want the advice of a financial planner. They can always help you with those. Um, you can also email drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, hensler.com also happens to be our website where you can uh, find lots of information about the financial markets, financial planning, um, investing various and sundry other things on that website, but you're not going to find out, you know, the answer to what is that song and all the fun stuff we do (laughs) on the air here. So, guys, uh, let's go ahead and answer this uh, question. It's from uh, Bill. Uh, He's got an estate question. We will play this from our question hotline and give you an answer. Hey, my name is Bill. My question is, you have three kinds of retirement accounts. You have... Roth IRAs, regular IRAs, and you have 401ks, and you also have Roth 401ks, so I guess there's four. Uh, Of those uh, type of accounts, which should not specify a state for the beneficiary um, from a tax standpoint? If uh, you could uh, talk about that a little bit, I would appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your question, Bill and uh, Shauna and... Peter, do you have an answer for Well, really, you don't want to name any of them to your state. It's very problematic. So the current law, even though there's something in the the works potentially, the current law states that if you name an individual, that they can stretch the distributions over their lifetime. If it's a spouse, your spouse can take it on as their own. If it's a non-spouse, they can do a stretch over their lifetime. So if you dump it into the estate... Um, you know, it's going to follow what your estate plan says 
versus what, you know, the direct beneficiary. So whatever your state says, that is who the beneficiary is going to be, which may be the same that you want, and that's not problematic. But what is problematic is that it forces individuals to take the money out within five years. So, you know, if it's in a traditional IRA or as a traditional. As long as it's not the spouse, right? Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Um, but, you know, you, you want it to, it's it's best to actually name beneficiaries directly and in, how you want it to pass. In the plan itself, like for like the 401k. The, you beneficiary, the beneficiary forms, that's right. Yeah, right. Versus putting it into the estate. Okay. And, and it bypasses probate. Which so, is, exactly. Uh, so the court doesn't get involved at all. There's no fees. There's no, no. yeah, no debate over who gets what. It's exactly it goes directly to the, uh, the individual or individuals right. whom you name. Where if it's part of your, you know, if it's a spouse, you know, it would go to the spouse. But if it's part of your estate, as as Peter mentioned, now you have to probate. It's a probate. It becomes a probate asset and subject to, you know, potential individuals fighting that estate or what have you. Um, so it's just problematic in general. Okay, so Roth IRA, Roth 401k, traditional IRA or traditional 401k, all best not to be left to an estate. Exactly. Correct. All right. Yep. Is there any time that you might think that it would be okay? Anytime? No, not that I can think of where no. it's better yeah, than... One part of research that I was uh, looking at beforehand, um, uh, they said if 100% of it's going to charity... Okay, oh. so if you but are that, going to charity, it'll be okay. Rare. And that's 100% of all your assets are going to charity, then you can leave it into the estate. Right. And you're right, that is pretty rare. But people do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's there's a strategy you can use uh, charities in your estate to uh, reduce current taxes and all kind of other things. So oh, I guess yeah. if you were going to use something like that, then 401k or the Roth, uh, either one could uh, could benefit from that. And it's important to make sure that your beneficiaries are updated regularly. So anytime something right. big happens in life, marriage, divorce, children, it's very easy to update, um, but it's very important uh, because who's ever listed as that beneficiary, even That's if your will says something different, it's going to go through the beneficiary designation. All right. So yeah, that, very could, important. Uh, that could make a, a for uh, some uncomfortable times that you've left for someone right. else, right? Yeah. Right. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Bill, for your for your call, and uh, hopefully that helps you out. Uh, let's move on. We've got uh, a question here from Herb Kirby from Atlanta. He says, I've been following what Bob Dahl says about the market, and I tend to agree. Uh, earnings growth forecasts are deteriorating. Uh, too many are expecting a rate cut, and valuations are too high. Uh, what do you see for the rest of the year? Uh, just choppy markets. Also, do you ever think the Fed is placating investors so they don't worry? Uh, market fears equal rate cut. Um, so will we pay for this? Uh, will we pay for a rate cut, I assume, is this question? Yeah, I think I think what's happening right now with the Fed, number one, uh, the December rate increase I think was probably – uncalled for, but uh, we did have a, a president who was saying don't do it, and maybe to spite him, I think our Federal Reserve decided, you know what, we're going to have another rate cut. They had been talking about it for a while, um, and uh, the market, uh, according to the options uh, side of the market uh, on uh, treasuries, was indicating that we would have uh, the rate increase in December as well. It's a pretty reliable source. We're looking at it now, as I said earlier in the show, uh, looks like 100% chance that we will have a rate cut in July. 
It also looks like a very high probability that we will have a second rate cut in September. And it also looks like a very high probability that we will have a third rate cut in December. So the potential for losing 75 basis points off of a two and a quarter to two and a half percent rate right now is uh, is being indicated in the uh, options market. Um, so is there anything anyone should do to prepare for that or can they? Well, I mean, you know, what happens when uh, when interest rates fall, uh, bond prices Right. Increase. Right. Uh, you would also see stocks like uh, you, those that pay dividends, basically utilities, uh, healthcare stocks, uh, consumer staples, those old cash cow type businesses uh, that do have high yields generally tend to do well. Uh, the fear here is, you know, as, as Bob Dahl talks, it's uh, you know valuations are already relatively high. They're not as high as we've ever seen, but they are. Uh, expensive. Um, you've got uh, you've got economic conditions where we do have things slowing. We've got prices that are near all-time highs. It's a very strange time, in my opinion, for the Fed to be. I just think it's odd rates. that you just int- you, you increase them and then you turn them and cut them less than a year later. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean that that's it. Won't be the first time that's ever happened. Um, I just think it's odd. It it, it is strange. In a fairly it, strong economy. Right. Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, the Fed wants, they, they have a dual mandate, make sure unemployment is high. We just talked about that. Right. Unemployment is uh, 3.7%. Employment is high. Um, <clears throat> so what's what's the need to move there? Their target rate on uh, inflation is 2%. If you look at core CPI, we're at 21 um, you you add back uh, food and energy, which this is strange, and it's only 1.7%. The overall uh, number is lower than the core right now. Right. That's the reason that they strip those out. They're they're very volatile. Um, but if you look at the PCE deflator, which is the piece that the Fed actually uses, it's about 1.5, 1.6, something right there. Uh, and we'll get a new reading on that uh, when GDP comes out. It all comes out the same day. Uh, later this month in July. So, uh, you know, you look uh, you look at um, what's going on in the economy. We're near the target. Um, looks like, you know, a potential slowdown in economic growth. Uh, the Fed has said that they're going to be as supportive as possible uh, to the economic situation. So it makes everybody think that we're about to have rate cuts. Rate cuts are going to cause equity prices to go higher. I think the the real risk here is that we blow a bubble. Uh, you know, we create uh, asset prices that are too high. We get uh, inflation rolling, and you know, it's always been called the cruelest tax. It uh, it taxes everyone across the board, uh, whether you're wealthy or, or whether you're poor. Uh, when prices increase, it's hard to get those back. In fact, you hardly ever do. Uh, so, you know, the the thing um, that we do have to look at uh, when we're considering this is whether or not it is the smartest thing to do. And to be honest with you, probably not right now. Well, and something you mentioned in inflation, I I would like to bring this up. Um, So inflation is at 2.1 and we're targeting two. And we said if we back out food and energy costs, it's 1.7. No, if you add them back. Add them back. Yeah, it's kind of backwards. Okay. So we're seeing deflation mostly due to energy. Energy prices have fallen. So, But but the the reason for my question was food prices. So Mm -hmm. they're 
lower than 2.1? Because uh, well, I, I tell you, my grocery bills are out of this world. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> now it's I'm energy five, that's driving. But, yeah. Okay. It's energy that's driving that. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the, the dual man, mandate of the Fed. They want to make sure that there's, uh, you know, inflation is in check. But you also don't want to have deflation. I mean, everybody thinks, well, let prices go down. Who cares? I'll tell you who cares. All of us care because what winds up happening is there's a lot of assets, mostly our home, that we saw in 2007 and 8. Oh, yeah. When they started losing value, right? people then decide, you know what, I got this mortgage, and the mortgage payoff is greater than the value, value of my home, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to do what they call jingle mail. Walk away. Mail the, yeah, that's right. Mail the keys to the mortgage company. Did you say jingle mail? Jingle mail. Yeah, didn't you hear that? Sean. No. See there? That's really? the reason everybody it, it, thinks I'm an old dude. I just remember stuff. I That's just, all. I just li- live under a rock, I guess. Uh, you must. You must. I'm not a hipster, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, Jingle male. I think you would struggle growing a man bun anyway. I mean, <laughs> I do. Uh, there, there's a problem with that in you. I've, I'll explain that off the air later if you don't understand it at all. But... Uh, Anyway, if uh, I mean you could still buy a Jeep and put a jack on it and you know gas tank and all those cool things that they do these days. See there, I mean that's it's the gadgetry that makes me want to be a hipster. Is that what it is? Well, part of it. I mean they're just really cooler than me. It's the biggest thing. <laughs> I'm trying to be relatable to young folks. Is it working? Is it working? Uh, I'm not young, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm thinking no. If, if I'm not relatable to you, and I'm probably not relatable to young folks, I'm just an idiot. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you, I didn't say you it. seconded that motion. I didn't say it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so Yes, you know, dear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See there, you learned something on the I show. did. Yeah, I did. Good, good job. Um, so here's the other thing. Uh, part of what we're seeing is economic slowdown, and, and uh, part of the reason I, it's it's always difficult to uh, pinpoint every single thing that's happening in the market. But I will assure you that uh, our our trade spat with China, which is maybe a little more than a spat at this point, is is having a negative effect on uh, economic activity. In fact, this week we saw uh, one of the measures that that uh, we look for in economic activity, manufacturing. It's highly tied to GDP growth. Um, highly correlated, we'll call it. Um, so we saw it slowing again, and I really believe that that piece alone is uh, is due to the fact that that we are seeing um, trade slow down between us and other countries, but mostly China. Uh, I still believe that um, we'll see China lose this thing, but I, you know, I got a little crow to eat, and I told you this off the air. Uh, what uh, I have always been talking about since all of this came up, number one, I believe it's the right thing to do is is try to get them off of their tariffs uh, in whatever manner you want to do it. Most other previous presidents have not been willing to uh, hold China's feet to the fire, um, and you know, China, in my opinion, they're the second largest uh, economy on the globe. Um, but they want to protect their own industries. This is kind of, you know, it's it's like you have a 25-year-old kid still wanting to eat at the kids' table. Um, at some point, you got to say, you know what, you grew up. Let's get over it and, and move on. You can't continue to protect your industry like this. So uh, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but at, at the same time, it's going to cause economic slowing it's there's there's no way around it i thought initially what was going to happen is china was going to see the writing on the wall you know this thing is is uh, overblown it's going to hurt us 
let's just uh, let's just move on. What I think might might be happening now is they're trying to hang on until the election and see somebody else come into power and remove all of those tariffs, uh, and and they get to go back to their same old ways. Um, they do tend to play a longer game than most other countries. Um, but in the meantime, uh, what I will say, even if it hurts China worse than it hurts the United States, we will not see China go into recession without the United States having some pain to suffer as well. Uh, and I think, you know, if you look at uh, other developed nations all over Europe, it's, it's going to be a struggle for them. Uh, no matter what's going on. If China slows down, they've been the growth engine of our global economy for, you know, the past 10 years at least. Um, and you can't just uh, stop that on a dime and expect that everybody else is going to move on and be unaffected by, you know, the actions that are caused there. So um, it's, it's you know, one of those things that I think will happen. Um, it's just a matter of when. But we're the major driver of that, aren't we? What do you mean, the tariffs? Buying, buying uh, Chinese goods. Right. Yeah, we buy we buy much more of their goods than they buy of ours. Oh. Uh, you know, it's a it's a lopsided affair for real. Um, you know, we we're basically the consumer of all the world's goods. Uh, we don't produce most of our most of our uh, industry is services. Um, right. You know, most of our manufacturing has gone offshore. Uh, and even even in spite of you know what's going on, we haven't seen that come back. As I said, you know we see weakening, more weakening in manufacturing, uh, because the few things that we do manufacture quite often are sold abroad. It's not consumed you know domestically. We have some, but uh, for the most part, we've uh, we've gotten to be China's biggest customer. Right. And uh, when your biggest customer decides that uh, you know you can sell us stuff, but we're gonna uh, make it more dear to you to do so, um, you know, you're going to wind up in a situation where we are today. Um, so, you know, all things considered, when you look at what's going on with uh, with China and our economy, it's not the most uplifting thing, but, uh, you know, I still say we'll survive. Now, what do you do uh, with your with your portfolio investments? I say you stay the course on your long-term strategy. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, that's all the time we have for today's show, guys. Mark it up or down? Up. Up. Shauna says up. Peter says up. I'm the broken record. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you again next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. 
As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.